The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. NBA was on my mind, ladies and gentlemen, especially coming off NBA weekend. And I give you my thoughts about last night's All-Star game. <laughs> Sorry. But I got to start with Jacques Vaughn and the Nets. Jacques Vaughn was fired earlier today. Kevin Ollie, the assistant, will be the interim for the rest of the season. And this comes off what was probably the worst loss you could think of if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, 50 to the Boston Celtics. Especially on the evening before, you played them rather well. You were rather confident. You were in the game. And then in the back-to-back situation, you just fell apart. And paraphrasing Mikhail Bridges, who said there's some stuff going on around here, you kind of knew. Kind of knew that this might not be a long endeavor for Jacques Vaughn. Now, I don't understand why they decide to make the move a day before the guys are coming back to practice. They're scheduled to practice tomorrow, and they'll be met by Kevin Ollie. And what's he going to change? And I thought Michael Don and Peter had great points on the Michael K show, and they normally do. It's a great listen from 3 to 6.30, Monday through Friday, here on 98.7 ESPN. But where do we hold Sean Marks in this? I mean, I sit and I take phone calls that, you know, just, just light up Joe Douglas on the moves that he didn't make or the mistakes that he made as GM. We sit and we, and, and I, you know, we sit and we just lambast Brian Cashman for the moves and things that he's done. This is going to be the fifth head coach that Sean Marks has, has hired. And make no mistake, the change in coaches reflects the change in personnel. All right? The change in coaching reflects the change in personnel. Everything was going fine when Kenny Atkinson was here. And people were like, oh, Larry, here you go singing that same song. Well, it's true. This was a young team. This was a team that was building something together similar to the way the Knicks are. And remember us having these same conversations. Boy, we really wish the Knicks could do something like the Nets have done where they've got a young nucleus and they got guys that like to play for each other and they like each other and they're just rolling along. They're just having a good time. But once again, on paper, it should have worked. You knew there was going to be issues. You knew there was going to be a possibility of problems with Kyrie Irving coming here with Kevin Durant. You hoped that Kevin Durant would be the guy that, okay, Kyrie, listen. You've had some different, you had some issues at different spots. Let's see what we can work here together. We're working together here. Let's not mess this up. Especially for a net team that had this happen to them before. Sorry, net fans. With the Pierce Garnett situation. So now you bring these guys here. And once again, there's not a GM. There's not an owner. There's not a president in the National Basketball Association who would have tried to make these make this work. Some of them wanted to make it work without Kyrie Irving, to be fair. Yeah, we'll take KD. We got to take Kyrie. Uh, well, you know, availability issues, other issues. I don't know if I really want to do that. I don't know how committed he is to being here. Now, he said he was. Grew up being a Nets fan. Watched in the in the upper echelon of the uh, of the in the Meadowlands when Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson and Kenyon Martin and the Nets were rolling to -to back-to-back NBA championships games before losing to the Lakers and the Spurs, respectively. So you thought, okay, the Nets have figured, okay, he wants to be here. So it should have worked. But once you lost Kenny Atkinson and you brought in Steve Nash and then you had issues there, you had a feeling. You knew this was short-term. You only hoped, his, if you're Sean Marks, here's what you hoped. Can we get a championship, and then if it falls apart, we got a championship, and we'll just move on. Didn't happen that way. So now you're stuck. So now what you're trying to do is, okay, let's see the best we can make it. Let, let's see what we can do. Let's, let's add some pieces. So you go get James Harden. And you get James Harden because Kyrie Irving got hurt, and KD was by himself. So you say, okay, well, we get James Harden, at least this way. If Kyrie gets hurt again, KD's got somebody to help him. 
Well, in what should have worked out, not only does Kyrie get hurt again, and of course with the situation with you know, COVID and the virus and, the, and vaccinations and so forth, he's not there. Then KD gets hurt. Now James Harden's alone. And he's not happy being alone. He's like, I could have stayed in Houston. I didn't want to come here and be alone. Now you got to move Harden because he doesn't want to be here. And then you get Ben Simmons. And now it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Because you're thinking, well, if we, if we can get Simmons to do something, we're okay. Then Kyrie doesn't want to be here. Then KD doesn't want to be here. And now you're where you are today. And while I'm not sitting here telling you that Jacques Vaughn was the best coach in the NBA, I will say this for Sean Marks. Sean, you knew that you needed a point guard. You could not have expected, you could not have expected that Ben Simmons was going to be available for you for most of the season to be your point guard. There's no way. You had to think that I needed a backup here. Spencer Dinwiddie's not a point guard. He's a good shooting guard. He's not a point guard. He doesn't know how to set the offense. He's, he's, not that, he's not that type of player. And so most of the games, you go back, and I, I, I'm, net fans know what I'm saying. You go back and look at the amount of games that you lost in the fourth quarter. Most of the times it's because you didn't have a point guard to set things up. That was the biggest problem. And once again, you knew you needed a point guard at the beginning of the season. Now, am I saying that they would have been a top six seed with if they had a point guard? No, I'm not. Def- I'm not definitely saying that. But I am saying that you would have gotten. You'd have a couple more wins. And then you know the situation where you sat out a bunch of players, and, and that doesn't come. Make no mistake, that doesn't come from Jacques Vaughn. That comes from upstairs. Okay, rest these guys. Rest that guy. Rest these guys. You know, we, we don't want to push them. We don't want to do this. Rest these guys. Rest them, rest them, rest them. And now it puts you where you are right now, which is a very tough situation. Now, listen, they still have a chance to make the postseason. They still do. They could be in the play-in. And once again, as depending on what type of fan you are, I don't know that making it, into the postseason as a play-in, how big you are about that, right? Does that mean anything to you? I don't know. Because it, what are you maybe going to win? If you win the play-in game, then it gives you a chance to be blown away by the number one seed. Because when I look at this team, do they have talent? Yeah, they've, they've got talent. Do they have talent enough that they could beat a number one seed, which I'm assuming is going to be Boston? Do they have the talent where you're going to tell me that they can beat Boston four times? I don't think so. So what does that do for you? What does making the, the play-in do for net fans? I, you know, for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. I would just say, well, okay, we're going to make the play-in. All right, well, I, what, what do we say? It's good for the, for the young fans, the, the young players? Well, some of these guys have already been to the postseason. They were here with KD. When they were a, you know, half a size shoe away from getting into the fin- into the conference finals. So that, that's the issue I have here. A, why did you make the move now? And B, wh- what do you expect for the rest of the season? Now, I think picking up Dennis Schroeder was the right move. He is a point guard. He's a guy that can get your offense into situations. And I thought you saw a little bit of a better reaction and better results when he started and when, as he gets himself and gets himself better. Uh, Mikael Bridges is a very good player. Cameron Johnson is a very good player. And I think one of the things that Sean Marks has been able to do, and you go back to what happened uh, last season with the trades, at least he was able to get some decent pieces for Durant and also for Kyrie. So, you know, they did what they could. He was able to get some decent pieces. I mean, Cameron Johnson is a very good player. Mikhail Bridges is a very good player. As soon as we can work on Cam Thomas's ideas about, you know, shot selection, 
and what's a better shot. So I understand he's a scorer. I understand he's a he's a scorer with no conscience. And there's a number of play a number of coaches who love guys who score with no conscience. He can shoot you in a game. He can shoot you out of a game. But he's a young player. He needs to learn what a good shot is, because that's also going to help you. So we'll take your calls. We'll hear from the Net fans at one 3776 Also. Now, it was a tough all-star weekend for me. Okay, it was tough. Slam dunk contest was not what I expected, not what I thought, and I've made my comments clear about that. I'm not going to go over it. If they can't fix it, they should do away with it, plain and simple. But last night, for the East to score 211 points, in an all-star game. And I get it's an all-star game. And I don't expect there to be, I don't expect there to be Tom Thibodeau type defense played in an all-star game. It's an exhibition. I get it. I get it. It's an exhibition. And I understand that I read the quotes and heard the athletes. Hey, listen, we went for the record. The record was 197. Let's go for it. We want to go. We want to break the record. We want to have 200. And, and they did. And foolish me, foolish me, I thought that perhaps going back to East-West, right, East versus West, and by the way, I'd like for the teams to wear their own uniforms. I don't need the East-West uniform thing. I like the teams to wear their own, players to wear their own individual team uniforms. But I digress. I figure, okay, well, maybe, maybe that East-West thing might have a little, just a smidge more of, okay, we're, we're the East that we beat you, or we're the West that we're better. And that's what I thought. I was hoping. I was hoping. My mouth, I, I, my mouth was wide open when they hit 200. And then 211. I'm like, there's no competition here? There's, there's, there, we're just playing around? You, you don't even practice that way. They got to do something with this all star. Once again, I love scoring. Okay, I do. I love scoring. I don't need to see 211 points. I don't need to see people just. I mean, there was nobody defending anybody. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to, uh, you know, contest every shot. I get it. It's it's an all star game. It's an exhibition. I understand that. But where's the competition in that? There was no competition in an all star game last night. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns ran the length of the, he's probably, uh, he, he's resting today. He ran the length of the court in the fourth quarter, like, un, unmatched. He just ran from one end to the other with the basketball. Nobody got in his way. Nobody tried to take the ball. He's just running up and down, dunking, slamming, smiling, waving. Yeah, I got 50. I got 50. You know, uh, Dame Lillard pulling up on the on, <laughs> before half court and hitting shots. I mean, the range is amazing. But nobody's even, and, and obviously nobody would be out there defending him in normal situations. But I mean, guys are wide open. The lane is wide. That lane was wide open. Wide. I mean, I, I, I can't, that's, that's, not, that's unwatchable for me. That's unwatchable. And here's the sad thing. I don't know that it's going to change. I mean, listen to some of the comments you heard after the game. I didn't come here to work hard. This is a, this is we're, we're, this is an all star game. I didn't come here if I'm if I'm going to come here. I'm not trying to work hard. But what about the spirit of comp? There's no competition in that. We're just, and I get having fun. I understand it. Once again, it's an all star game, Larry. Larry, I know. But can I have some kind of competition in here? Can I have at least some type of pe- – can you get in the way? I mean, this running up and down, that's not even playground basketball. Even in the playground, there's contention. Even among friends in three-on-three, there's contention. There's defense. I'm just talking about a hand. I'm not talking about let's play zone. I'm not trying to go in-depth in what we're doing. 
200, 211 points. And at the end of the game, Adam Silver, his jaw was tight. He's like, thanks. Here's the MVP. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Giannis, congratulations on the win. Oh, thanks. And, and again, I would love to sit here and tell you, here's what you have to do to straighten it out. Here's what you have to do to change it. Here's, I, I, got, I got no answers for you. I got none. Because the players have made it clear. We're not trying to do no hard work in this. We're not trying to be, you know, we're not trying to go hard like this. This is, we're on break. This is the all-star game. We're not here trying to, you know, play no hard defense, length of the floor, stop somebody. We're not trying to do that. Remember the old days, about five, six years ago? When, well, maybe a little longer than that. But remember the old days when you had this, not to this level, but you had the flea, the free-flowing basketball up and down the court. But then the fourth quarter, everybody tried to buckle down a little bit and, okay, let's see who the best team is. And let's see, remember those days? Remember when we see who's better, east or west, and let's go at it? Remember when the, the west had a big lead and it was, uh, I'm going way back, but it jumped in my, my mind while I was talking about it. Remember when the West had a big lead and it was Allen Iverson and, and Stefan Marbury that brought the East back late? I mean, I, I just want to see a competitive game. And the West, listen, I, I can't just blame the East because the West act like they didn't even want to play. I mean, it was 20 points. It kept going 20, 25-point lead. I mean, what is going on? Is anybody, did anybody come to really play today? Oh, it was a nightmare all-star weekend. Now, three-point three session was great. Loved the three-point competition. Loved it. Loved Steph and Sabrina. Loved that. Loved it. Hope they continue to do that. And kind of add to it. Give me the best two. And I saw somebody mention that, and I, I like that too. Give me the best two WNBA three-pointers, the best two NBA three points. I love to see. I love to see that too. Let's keep that going. That that that's a keeper. And I would say to you that the skills competition, eh, okay, but for me, the three point three point selection is always the best. It, it's always, always. And Dame Lillard was fabulous. Give him his props. That's what he does. But for me, slam dunk was. And last night was, oh, that's what I got. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Chuck Vaughn's firing. Also taking your calls on the All-Star game last night. What can be done to change it? I don't know. I'm open to it. Some people mentioned it yesterday when I was on, and Joe Leo mentioned it here as well. Maybe it's the American players against the world where you've got, you know, you'll, you'll have uh, players from Canada and, you know, Luca and, and Joker and, you know, some of the players, you know, Wimbanyama and whatnot. Maybe you could have those players, and, and we could do kind of an early, you know, an early Olympics type thing. Maybe that's what we can do for the All-Star game. You know, maybe, maybe that cuz then maybe we could get some competitive juices flowing there. But I just I can't sit and watch another 211 point game. I mean, there's more you there's more defense in video games than what you saw last night. And you can actually and you might be able to go 211 points or more on video games. You might be able to. Shout out to PS5 and Xbox. You might be able to. But, and they play, and there's more defense there. Spikes and St. Pete. Hey, Spike. Well, we went over this yesterday. Let me tell you a little bit about my days there. You'll get a kick out of it. It seems to me that Sean Marks has followed the Billy King template uh, Billy King traded long-term uh, first-round picks to Boston. They wound up being Tatum and uh, Brown. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, right, and well, you never know, you know. No, you at the don't time know. when you, you don't know. So, so the the KD uh, uh, Kyrie deal uh, it didn't work out, uh, and uh, Sean Marks. Uh, I think he he was holding his ground for a while. Kenny Atkinson he got a raw deal. He got a raw deal. Now I know he was with Golden State and got paid a lot of money. He's a great young coach, young man to me, and a young players coach. We know that. And then it went through the machinations of bringing in a, a guy like Steve Nash and Jock Moore, I watched them play at Kansas, pretty good player, putting in the, they put in the, oh, Kevin Ollie, another, a mm-hmm. backup point guard who almost ruined the UConn program. But, uh, you know, journeyman guy, it's just a bad situation there. And you're 100% right on your, on the way the Nets are. It's a bad situation, and it's easier to fire the coach. We went through that. But i got to tell you this. About the All-Star game, uh, I, I didn't even put it on. I, I looked at my phone, gave me an update about the score, and I said, they're going to score 200 points. I don't want to see that. That was the equivalent of Indiana and the Knicks, three games worth of points. And... Uh, I don't want to see 75-74, but I'd like to see a little defense. And I like scoring, too, but I like earned scoring. So Mm -hmm. I'll leave you with this. So I'm on the phone after I spoke to a few people, uh, you know, struggling today with the health. It's just what it is. But about an hour and 54 minutes with my best friend who played at CCNY. We went over the Knicks' schedule. We we didn't do it game by game because you don't know who's going to be available. Mm -hmm. And he said, just ask Larry tonight. I know it's nice that you were on now, so I can rest. And, and we went over this 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 item I, I have, and it's been bothering me. And I'm glad I could tell you about it. The, the difference with getting the guys back. Now we understand injuries; they got to be medically cleared, right? You covered the team; you were you were embedded mm-hmm. there, so you have to get clearance, right? Yep. Now that's kind of you know a little wishy washy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, okay. So he said to me. With the way them when Ananobi came on the team in the first twelve or fourteen games, the floor opened up. We look, I'm not knocking Julius Randle, but without him on the floor, it opened up. We got rid of the two kids. They were ISO players, both of them. And mm-hmm. and Brunson is an ISO player, but that's what he does the best create shots and he can pass or uh, do whatever he wants. But we went over it and he said to me, If if we get back Hartenstein, Ananobi and Hartenstein are the two most important players for us to get back because you could plug a chewer into the into the power forward until mm-hmm. Randall's recovered. Mm-hmm. Okay? The backcourt's fine. We're stronger in the front court, but if we get Ananobi back, he's now he's got a, he's gonna play the defense. I, the shooting may suffer, but he's been going to the basket a lot, and you know how we break down games like you and I do. Mm-hmm. The point is if, do you agree with me that if we got them back in order, Ananobi, Hartenstein, and plug the chewer into the power forward in the backcourt, you do what you want with DePesenzo, start him or, or I think it's the best way. I think we could be competitive. Just uh, could you expand on that, and I'll hang up and listen on the stream. All right, Spike, Spike, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I think you could. Um, The question becomes, though, how healthy is Hardenstein? See, that's the question, because it just seems like there's there's games where there's certain moves that he makes with that ankle slash Achilles, whatever it is, and then you lose him for a couple of games. Precious Achua has become – very important. <laughs> He's become very important. He has played. He has he has really upped his worth during these injuries. What he's been able to do defensively, what he's been able to do scoring-wise, a beast on the boards, he, he's been big. So, yeah, you could do that. My thought, and here's the question I have, once again, and this is about OG. Is he a guy? There's some players who, who will play Hurt. There's a difference between hurt and injured. All right, so there's some players who will play kind of hurt, and there's some players who will play a little hurt, and there's some players who won't play until they're 99 to 100%. Which one is he? That's the only question I have. And when is he coming back? He may not, he and Randall may end up coming back, Spike, around the same time. So I don't know. I think right now you have to think that OG, is, OG will not be ready this week. 
He's not going to be ready. I don't think it's unexpected to see him until next month. So will you be able to hold on and be have winnable games if he's not there? And then that puts extra pressure on Hartenstein, and then we're back to that circle about when's he going to be available. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Mike and Westbury. Mike, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on? Good evening. Hey, Mike. Uh, one, hey, what's going on? So, the All-Star game, I agree with everybody. It was just uh, it was the most boring thing. I'd rather watch paint dry. Um, but I think for suggestions is how they can make it better, I feel like the skills competition, if they made it like uh, each, each position has a player represented, and then you do uh, like a combine kind of thing where you have a highest jumper, fastest runner, and then, again, make it like an East Coast, West Coast uh, challenge. And then for the, uh, for the slam dunk contest, I think they should get rid of the props, ban props, ban having anybody just make it a pure slam dunk contest. And then uh, for the all-star game itself, I think they should do rising stars versus all-stars. Um, that way you get some hungry kids out there going to get some of these stars and uh, and maybe switch it up, you know, every quarter or every half. Uh, but I think that would probably be the best if you had some more competition, some kids who want to be all-stars mm-hmm. play against some of these guys who just don't want to play anymore. You know? well, that's interesting, that's- Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I think the rising the, the, the last part might be something that would work. I could see that where you've got the, you know, the rising all-stars against the all-stars. I could see that. That that might be good. That's a possibility. Uh, the the skills competition, I think the skills competition is, it is what it is. Uh, you know, what they have going, I mean, it wasn't bad what they did the other night. It, Saturday, it wasn't bad. Skills wasn't bad. Skills wasn't bad. Uh, Three-point is, for me now, the all-star, all-star Saturday night has become, the three-point contest has become the highlight. It really, it just has that. That's the best part for me. That's the best part of of All Star Saturday Night now. And if you're going to add the NBA WNBA component into it for three point shooting, and you know, and listen, they've tried this before. You know, they had three on three teams and stuff with the WNBA players, and you know, so they've done different things. They understand, and we get to the calls in a minute. They understand that All Star Weekend has issues. Not some things are broken and need a repair, so they understand that. Uh, the slam dunk thing, I just think for me, and we've had the conversation over and over and over again, it's going to ultimately take some folks from the outside, some of these TikTok or YouTube, you know, crews from the, you know, folks remember the N1 mixtape guys that played. It's going to take some of those players. Uh, to come in and go against some, you know, some NBA players or G League players, combination of which, and, you know, as as one person, I think it was Booty yesterday mentioned to me to have, uh, like they do with wrestling, have a, you know, ladder match. And what they do in in wrestling, they have the the, the suitcase filled with money, and you have to beat your opponent to be the first on the ladder to take it down from the ceiling or the top of a cage or something like that. And it's going to be about the money. It's ultimately about the money. No matter how you slice it, it's going to have to take one of the big sponsors to say, you know what, we're going to put up $10 million or something like that. You know, the winner gets $10 million. Or for, you know, for an NBA player, it might be $10 million towards their favorite charity or something of that nature. Uh, for you to get you know, some, some, other, some other participants involved in the slam dunk. The other thing is... Uh, and I agree with you too about I'm I'm done with props. I'm done seeing two people sitting down. I'm done seeing people lying on top of each other. I'm done seeing people standing on top of people. I'm done seeing Shaq standing in the middle of the floor. I'm done. I'm done with all that. The other side of it is what other dunks can you do? Have we seen all the other dunks? Well, I I, I think you know the kid McClung tells you you haven't seen all of them because he comes up with stuff. He's creative. He's creative. You get whatever you say about him. That's what he is. That's why he's won it back to back years. Chris is in Jersey. What's up, Chris? Hey, Larry. Thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. You got it, man. What's happening? So, Larry, I listen to you a lot, and everybody really. I, listen, I'm 47. 
I'm a Knicks fan. Two things on the All-Star game. I've been watching basketball a long time. And for me, I almost feel bad for Jalen Brunson that he had to be part of that game because he is a competitor. He is not a smiling Halliburton guy. Halliburton annoyed me last night. Just chucking threes from the from the air. He really he earned that alone. spot. I know. You're absolutely right. He really earned that spot. So that aside, this is on LeBron James. If LeBron James approaches the All-Star game with a competitive nature, that game is so much better. And whether it's East-West or they choose the players, I mean, that that's why he'll never be – he is an amazing basketball player. He's almost like a he's a freight train. He doesn't have, for me, the savvy and the class that Jordan played with, but that's a different argument for another day. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, if he's the face of the league. If he, sh- make, if he makes it competitive, it's competitive. Because you're right. With Kobe and Mulberry and Iverson, and, you know, it was exciting to watch the All-Star game. And to your point, they didn't, like, go all at it, but it was a good game. I'm watching – like the other, the West scores, the East is smiling at the basket that they made. I mean, it is so awful. And it just, it's really, the viewer is getting cheated. The people mm-hmm. in, the, in the stands, they're cheering and having a good time. But the viewers getting cheated. You know, young kids are watching these guys. And it's almost an embarrassment of riches. They earn every dollar they have. They should be paid as much as they want to. I'm watching it, right? So they should be paid. But, Larry, I mean, I got to tell you, I feel bad for Jalen and LeBron to me. He's the culprit there. Well, I'll say this, Chris, and thanks for the phone call. Um, I'm not going to put it on LeBron because everybody has their own mind. There's players that that's, that's the thought process going in. If he wasn't there, they would have still played the same way. That's how they look. You listen to what they said after the game. We're on break. <laughs> I think it was Dame Lillard. We're on break. I ain't coming to play a hard. I came here to have fun. I ain't coming to play the hard ball. This is not regular season. This is not what we do. So it's it's the mindset. It's the thought process coming in. And so once again, and and I get it. It's an all star game, but I just I just wanted to see somebody get in the way of somebody. I mean, the uncontested layups and dunks and stuff like that. Am I saying that they should knock him down? Absolutely not. Am I saying you could block shots and stuff? I mean, what, they had three foul calls in the game? Three. And somebody said that was too many. So it's, it's, it is what it is. It's not going to change. Right, despite what the, the NBA, I don't see it changing. I don't. Because now, next year's team, somebody wants to beat the 211. Somebody's going to want to beat the 211. Right? Yes, we'll always be we'll always be the first team to score over two hundred. But somebody, don't you think another team's going to want to say, "Well, we beat we scored over two hundred eleven points," or do you think next year it's going to go? We're going to see a you know a one hundred five one hundred game. <laughs> Absolutely not. Those low scoring games with the All Star game are over, and once again, that's okay if they're at least showing competition. You can be competitive and have fun. You can be competitive and it not be like we're, we're having hand-to-hand combat and this is not the playoffs, game seven, where winner goes home. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for people to get in the way of somebody, to stay with, your, to stay with the person you're defending. Not people running the length of the floor untouched. That's not what I'm looking for. Greg's in Long Island. What's up, Greg? Hey, um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of the points made by like previous callers and, and joining on this conversation. I'm 27, so mm-hmm. I kind of grew up with the like, let's call it like the 2000s Kobe, uh, Dirk, Duncan mm-hmm. type All Star games, which I enjoyed a lot. Gotcha. Um, at this point, as much as I commend the previous callers on some of those suggestions, because I think they're actually like they sound interesting. I, I kind of agree with, like, I don't know if you saw Stephen A's take this morning or, I mean, you know, just kind of his initial take, which was mm-hmm. I, you got to scrap it. I don't, I don't know what to do anymore, but, like, these players, no matter what, you could make them play horse or you could have them shoot free throws, but, like, they don't care. They don't want anything to do it, with it. it nothing's going to, like, change that. So I think you got to start from the ground up. Like, you got to break it all down and start from the ground up. Try, like, crazy things, like – you name the all-stars, maybe you don't have to come to the weekend to, you know, you, only the players who want, like, 
it's it's really you know kind of sad because you know these players are are different than some of those names that I mentioned before. But mm-hmm. I really don't think there's like an easy solution to this or like a game solution. Like I don't think they want to be there. I don't think they want to really be doing it, and I don't think really anything's going to change that. You mean the All Star game, Greg, or just part, parts yeah, of All Star weekend? The All Star game? game, not yeah. specifically the game, not really the skill stuff. I'm, I'm talking yeah. more about the game. I hear what you're saying, Greg, but and thanks for the phone call. But what about a guy like Jalen Brunson? This was his first All-Star game. I mean, he, he's worked hard to try to be an All-Star. I hear what you're saying. I'm not ready to scrap it yet. I, I still think that there could be some things done. I'm hoping that there could be some things done. You know, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the U.S. against the world kind of thing. Maybe that would be a better All-Star squad. Maybe that would be something to do. But I, there's, there's players who have never been who, and I mentioned like Jalen Brunson. I mean, I watched him talk to Alan Hahn after a Nick game. And he was in tears because he made the All-Star game. I mean, that has to stand for something. I don't want to take that away. I, I'm, I'm, not ready to, I'm not ready to throw in the towel, with all due respect to Stephen A., I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet. You know, I, I think there's got to be something that they can work on. You know, slam dunk, I'm ready to throw in the towel on. But I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the All-Star game. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 In about 13 minutes or so, we'll turn our attention to the New York Yankees. I saw somebody in the number 27 uniform, and I didn't recognize who they were. We'll talk about that, as I said, in about 13 minutes or so. Right now, we talk to Mark in the Big Apple. Mark, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, how you doing, Larry? Uh, thanks for having me on. As far as the All-Star uh, game, maybe I would have no fast breaks. So you had a kind of like hockey, you had to stay behind the half court line and, or else maybe having like an all defensive team mm-hmm. and an all offensive team um, to, to get some defense in the game. And then possibly for the slam dunk, mm-hmm. maybe like you were saying, have the uh, amateurs, the TikTok guys, but mm-hmm. have a series of competitions throughout the beginning of the season at the uh, different um teams at the games at halftime and then you would represent the the Knicks you would represent the Nets these mm-hmm. amateurs and then they would uh have two brackets at the all-star game the amateurs TikToks versus the uh the pros that would mm-hmm. be my ideas all right Mark thanks for weighing in uh I kind of like the last one with the slam dunk the TikToks with with the pros hold you know you can even do them at some of the help the G leagues you can do it at some of the G league events and then as you get to the you know, get close to the end, you could put them on and maybe, the, maybe you know, have it during All-Star Weekend, like have it Friday night, you know, the, the Final Four, and then go set it or something of that nature. That I like. Uh, what you're doing with the All-Star game, Mark, I don't know how it's going to happen. The all-defensive team, is, is they're going to score. The all-offensive team is not going to play defense. That, that's I don't think that's going to work. I, I don't – got to do something else. That I don't think would work. But I, I think closer to the all closer to the slam dunk, I think is uh, more doable. Just my opinion. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry. Shout out to the company and just you know, hearing you know your explanation of the All Star Game was totally correct. And you know, I I, I was just telling Chantal like I don't know what can be done, but you know, I do like the idea of you know what the other callers have stated. Uh-huh. You know, because there, there there just had to be a dramatic shift change in the theme. And, you know, I know when hockey tried it, which was like, you know, you know, the North Americans versus the rest of the world. And, you know, we can try that here. I, I just think we just have to try something because it, even though it may not work, we just got to try something to try to increase some type of, uh-huh. you know, sportsmanship and some type of pride. Because Competition. What, well, yeah, competition. I, like there was nothing. There was nothing there. Like you know, my explanation is it's like every lane looked like it was Moses going through the Nile, and I'm just like I'm I'm tired of watching that type of basketball game because even the games that we watched, you know, you you as you said when you brought up that 2001 All Star game, it, it was just different. Mm-hmm. You could just see the intensity, and like you know, my friend brought up you know maybe you know switching the jerseys or switching something like you know there just needs to be something that that changes you know the the identity of this game because 
you know, I don't mean to put it on like, you know, the LeBron generation and everything, but, you know, there there does have to be some type of, you know, accountability because when Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton and, every, and all these other younger stars are like, oh, well, this is just what we do at the All-Star game, it's like, do you not understand the history of the All-Star game and, you know, how co- competitive it was and how, you know, how this was, you know, a platform for everyone to actually show show their prowess? It, it, it's just insane to, you know, see what it's become. But, you know, hopefully it does change because I was texting a lot of people. It was just it, it was just not, not enjoyable to watch, to, to watch almost 400 points being scored where it's it just awful. like no one there. It was there. painful. Yeah. It was painful Thank to you. watch, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. It was painful. And and not that they scored, but how they were scoring. I mean, it's flying up and down. Listen, I know NBA scoring is up this year. I get it. Scoring has been up. But at least, you know, people are putting their hand in somebody's face. I mean, they're just running up and down the court, like just like running on a – nobody in the way. Like they're running like they were the only people on the court. It was crazy. It was crazy. Dan's in Long Island. What's up, Dan? What's going on, Larry? How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, Larry? I'm good. What's happening? Um, what do you think about like a three-on-three tournament, right? You got a guard, a wing, a big man, and you give $5 million to each man that wins. I mean, money gets through to these guys. They'll, they'll play hard. They'll want that money, especially the younger guys. Three-on-three three is a possibility. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that, that's a possibility to do. Um, you know, I guess. I just, I, I just, I'm struggling here. I am. I'm struggling. Are we doing three-on-three three in place of the slam dunk? Maybe. Maybe Maybe that would do better. Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just down on the slam dunk. Are we going to do three-on-three three in place of the All-Star game? Uh, no, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, something, something's got to change. That's all I know. Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Hey, Larry. I want to talk about the Nets situation okay. where everyone uh, sort of was hating on the Nets uh, this year and last year and when they got rid of all their big three players. I mean, essentially the ownership, they wanted to make the big splash and go for straight for the championship rather than rebuild because essentially the rebuild has not promised anything. Essentially, that's what the Knicks are doing. They slowly did the rebuild, and I'm just worried because um, Nets are getting bad-mouthed in the media, and they have really no uh, margin of error with the media because what are they supposed to do? If they do a rebuild, it's going to take another five to ten years. Uh, They're just hoping on getting a star with those draft picks and the college bridges, but it's really they're in a really tough spot. They're not they're in a win they're not in a, they're in a lose lose situation because they went for it all and they were very close. And I feel like they could continue to get bad mouthed where the rebuild process in the NBA, nothing is promised in that situation. Uh, we'll see with the Oklahoma City Thunder can win a championship in the next two or three years, but even that's gonna be proven uh, if they can't re sign their players. So let's see what uh, all this that's hate talk has uh, uh, turns out to. That's all I gotta say. All right, Subi. Thanks for the phone call. Look, you make some you make some interesting points. Here's the thing, though, for the Nets, they knew the risk with um, bringing Kyrie and KD here. They went for it. You give them credit. Now you would have hoped that they could have gotten some other pieces or wouldn't have to give up so much or whatnot. But the players they had see really what hurt them mostly. It was remember they signed KD and and Kyrie. What hurt them a lot was the trade to get um, was was the trade to get James Harden because then they had to do a separate deal. They lost the you know they lost a couple of folks over to, to various teams. So that's what I mean to Cleveland. What Karis LeVert and um, you know they had a number of players who they lost that were bench players for them. Okay, so really the initial the the two players didn't hurt them. It's trying to get uh, hardened in the three-way deal that got them, that hurt a lot of their young players. And you're right with OKC. But what's going to be interesting is how close does OKC get and when do they pivot and exchange a couple of their young players for a couple of veterans to help put them over the top where they get to be close to what Minnesota is right now. Okay, maybe... 
that could be the next step for them. But SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander, is a fabulous player out there. And he is, he's, he's the truth. There's no question. That young man can play. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. And, of course, the West is a little bit more competitive. So we'll see what they have to do. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. 200 points. Can you let that soak in for a second? 200 points. Gabriel's in Brooklyn. What's up, Gabriel? What's going on? How you doing, Larry? I, I have an idea. This is what they should do. Okay, I talk. was just looking like on the N, like on the NBA roster, it's 13 players, right? Mm-hmm. So what they should do is take the best 13, the best 13 American All Stars, right? And then now you take the best 13 international All Stars and make them compete. Because I'm I'm not saying like the American players are gonna be the European players, um, players or whatever, even if they do. But at the end of the day, you gonna have competition because now you got guys they're probably gonna be on the line. You know what I'm saying? Representing themselves and representing their country. So I think that's what they should do. Maybe even like, instead of playing how they play, maybe play like man-to-man or something like that. But I think that would that would be a start. All right, Gabriel, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, th- that's probably where where we might have to go with it. You probably will have to go uh, with uh, us, you know, U.S. against the world. That might be a way to go all-star. Hopefully, I mean, you know, listen, there were – Players who weren't, uh, you know, American-born players last night. You know, I didn't see any. They were just as bad. <laughs> you see Lucas block himself on the rim last night trying to dunk. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and Jokic really can't jump. It's amazing. He really, he really can't jump. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It just is. So talented. Sees the eye, sees the court well. Great passer. Great, sh- really good shooter for a big man. Can't dunk? No, he can't dunk. But I mean, he struggled last night. Uh, Cameron's in Long Island. What's up, Cam? Hey, how you doing? How you I'm doing? Right, Let's take my call. You got it. Um, Basically, this is uh, part of LeBron's legacy. Uh, LeBron was on the West when 200 points were scored. LeBron is the one that didn't want to compete in the dunk contest. LeBron's the one that didn't want to fight out on one team and made a super team. So I think once LeBron retires, everything will reset. So let's just wait out two or three years, and then the competitiveness will come back to the game. I, this is I, I'm just going to put this on the, the leader of the NBA right now, and everybody's just following suit, and that's just the way I feel. All right, Cameron, How? thanks for the phone call, but that, I mean – why is everybody blaming, blaming LeBron for everything? LeBron's got nothing to do with the fact that, first of all, last night, first time they scored over 200. I get that he was on the West. He played 10 minutes. He played 10 minutes. What was he supposed to do? Come on, guys, let's go get him. Even he in the postgame said, <laughs> we'd like to have a little bit more competition. He knows. He can't make anybody, he's not making anybody do anything. He's a grown man. The player said, I think it was Damian Lillard, we're on break. You're trying to be coming to a hard play. We're having fun. And that's the thought process. We're having fun. And the NBA thought they tried. Well, you know, we had halves and the halves weren't working. And, you know, then they tried, well, you have to win a certain amount of halves. I mean, they just, I mean, the team, you had to win a certain quarter, a half, or something, something, some weird stuff that they had over the past couple of seasons. And it was you pick your team, and we pick our team, and you just so this. Well, you know, hey, we got it this time. This is what we're gonna do. We got it. This will hit. This will work. Let's go back to East versus West. Let's go back to four quarters, and this will do it. This this will really, really do it. Okay. The way they're going right now, the only way they're going to not, because you know next year they want to try to do over 211. The only thing they're going to have to do next year, you know what they're going to have to do? Make it eight-minute quarters. That's what they're going to have to do. Shorten the game. Running clock. No no stop, no clock stopping, nothing. Nothing. We're just going to keep running. Eight-minute quarters, running. See how many points you score now. John's in the car. What's up, John? Hey, Larry. Thanks for taking my call. 
You got it, partner. What's happening? Um, I, I'm not sure if it's been done before, and I'm not sure if baseball does it, but what if the winner, the conference who – who wins gets to host the NBA Finals? Oh God, no! Don't tell me we we. Oh no, not not not, John. Not this count. This this counts. <laughs> you know the old baseball idea, John. That's what you're thinking. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, John. I don't think that's going to work either. Thanks for the phone call, because it, that doesn't stop them. Because it just means, you know, for 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 a team like. For players that are on winning teams, what's the what's the you know, what's the incentive? Yeah, what's the, you know, I mean, then then it's going to be, well, what what does the regular season mean? What does the playoffs mean? Then we're going to have that situation again, like they had in baseball, where they had to go away from it. I uh, I don't like that. Uh, I, I, I and, and listen. I applaud everybody for trying to come up with some options to make these this all-star game look better. I do. I, I agree. I, I applaud you guys. I don't know, though. Richardson, Manhattan. Richard, what do you have for me? Hi, Richard. Larry, before I get to the all-star game, the Nets went downhill the moment Kyrie Irving would not get the vaccination. Then the whole circus started. Up until that point, they were fine. All right, as far as the all-star game, Larry, we're older guys. One thing we've both learned in life, you cannot change people. These players will not change. They discovered a way to get the milk free. They're not going to buy the cow. So this all falls on Adam Silver. Now, I have an answer, one answer, but I don't have the answer. Uh My suggestion is you got to try something until it works. Uh This is what I would try for next All-Star game. The first half of the game, no shots in the two-point circle. Everything has to be a three-point shot. Try it just for a half. Uh Second half, you go back to the regular way you've been playing. Let the fans decide after that which half they like better. Maybe we can stay with that. See it. Ooh. The first half, like I said, no two-point shots. So you're going down for a layup? No. But it doesn't count. Bring the ball back. And if he does, Ooh. then you lose the ball. That's it. You have to attempt three-point shots. Now, it'll be circus out there. Oh, They'll yeah. have to defend the three-point line. There'll have to be some defense because they know they can only take three-point shots. Mm-hmm. Well, try it. Just try. I'm not saying it's the answer. Now, if it's you. no good at all, Silva's got to do something else. You can't incentivize the players. They have no incentive. So mm-hmm. get away from that. You're not going to change the players' ideas, motives, like the caller just before me said. It's for winning the uh, – uh, uh, you'll have home, fi- the home court. They don't care about that. I don't even think they care about money. As far as country – that would work if you had five guys from f- one country playing mm. together, but you don't have enough players in one country playing against another team, five guys. So it's not like in baseball when they have the world tr- uh, mm-hmm. t- tournament. You have Dominican Republic, Cuba, uh, Puerto Rico. You have all these islands or the countries with enough players. So that works, but mm-hmm. you don't have it in baseball. It's an idea, but it's really not going to work. So you got to make a gimmick in the game mm-hmm. so that the players – they're not going to change how they think, but if the rules are sort of changed a little bit, they're going to go to. They're not. Going to, they're not used to any of this. Let's right. try it. I mean, it may yeah. be helter skelter, but it's an idea. So, like I said, try it for a half. Then the second half, you go back to the way it was, and then let the fans decide. They let the fans decide the voting. Let uh-huh. them see what they like. And it's not just this idea, but. Maybe the following year, if they don't like it, try something different. This is all on Adam Silver. It's got to be his decision because he knows people. He knows the game, but you you won't change the players. That's for sure. Okay, they're going to keep doing this. It's getting worse. In other words, if this was a mathematical thing, the the line, the curve is just going downhill, downhill, (laughs) downhill, downhill. As you know, Larry, since the game that Michael Jordan and Kobe stole, the the, that was the last competitive All-Star game that I watched when Kobe stole the uh, MVP from Michael Jordan. What was that, Mm. 2003, 2002? Yeah, something like that. Around that. That was the last competitive All-Star game. 
After that, it's been like this, and we know it is getting worse. And you got to do something different. Well, the players are not going to change their attitude. I understand that. Like, you, like I said, you can't change people. Don't change them, but change the rules. Maybe make it gimmicky. I'm not saying it's not gimmicky. Make it gimmicky and see what happens. Sounds good. Thanks for the phone call, Richard. Last night, the Western Conference All-Stars put up 71 threes. 71. They were 25 of 71. The East put up, ready, 97 threes. 97 threes. And hit 42 of them. So they were almost 50%. That's a lot of threes. So there was a total last night of 168 threes. A lot of people got their arm in ice today. A lot of people. Lawrence and Long Branch. Lawrence, you're next on 98.7. Larry, how are you? I'm doing good, Lawrence. How are you? I am wonderful. I think I have a, a can't-miss, un- unbelievable solution to this problem. Before I tell you, if you don't mind, my friend, I got to tell you, go back to 69.70 when, when those all-star games were, were something you lived for mm. with all the, the old teams, with the, with the, with the, uh, the Knicks and, and the Lakers and Jabbar and Reed. They were unbelievable. And I don't. I think a lot of the problems with today is today's players. You got the inmates running the, the asylum, and this is what happens. Now, my solution is, I think, is it's infallible. If you find a floor in it, you let me know. Mm-hmm. My solution is, you take the top fifteen players, the top fifteen NBA players, top fifteen All Stars, and what you do is they play against the defending NBA champions for the game. <laughs> this will do two things. They mm-hmm. will. It will allow the defending NBA, NBA champions, who are a team who won the championship, play them against the best players in the sport and to see which side would win because I think the team side would win and they would not allow this, you know, running up and down the court, um, slam dunking, baloney that we're seeing. They would play the game and it would force the other team, the NBA All-Stars, to have to play the game. And that would make a very interesting concept. Best teams versus best players. What do you Lawrence, think? Lawrence, I think in theory it would work, but it's not happening. It's not going to happen. There's, there's no way the NBA would even do that. They, they wouldn't do that. It might work. It might work. But I don't see – if I'm Denver, do I want to play – if I'm Denver, do I want to put – when I'm really resting a bunch of my guys, am I going to uh, – I mean, what – Don uh, Joker played 23 minutes last night, and was he the only Nugget that was there? Let me see. I think he was the only Nugget that made the All Star squad that played. Yeah. So I mean, now I got to instead of my guys getting all my guys getting rested, and I got guys injured, and I got nah, they're not gonna do it. It's gonna it's gonna screw around with the competitive balance for after the All Star break. The for them for the NBA. Let's put it this way, Lawrence. The NBA would like to see it tightened up, but not like that. They they won't sacrifice the champion just for one night to make the All Star game a little bit better. They'll 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 try to come up with something else, but they won't put their champion. They won't put their NBA champion in in, in that in that position. Not going to do it. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You got to try something until it works. Hey, how's it going? Everything's good, man. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I just I had a quick take on the uh, NBA All-Star game, but before that, I just want to say shout-out to the New York Rangers. Not the best performance, but they got a win out of it last night. Um, mm. I, I'll give Igor the benefit of the doubt with the sun, the sun being in his eyes. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's, uh, he's on the up and up. He's getting, uh, he was in a little slump, but I say, <clears throat> I say he's moving in the right direction right now, heading into the play. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. Do the NBA East and West All Stars uh, do the winners get a hundred thousand dollars and the losers get twenty five thousand dollars since 2018? 
I don't remember, Chris. I have to check that for you, to be honest with you. Thanks for the phone call. That, but I do, but that, I do know that that they there there used to be uh, a salary. There used to be money that was paid, and then sometime it got pushed to different things. So I'm not sure. I have to double check. But uh, you're a thousand percent. You know, listen. Uh, the money needs to. If that's the case, then the money needs to go up. Maybe that'll do something. Because as Stephen A. said. When it comes to money, even though you're making money, they would have put forth a better effort. So maybe that's not the answer either. Maybe the money needs to go up. And what you said last night about the Rangers and Islanders, that was a fabulous game. Uh, caught a lot of it while getting ready for the All-Star game. Uh, caught a lot of that and uh, listened to it here on, on our air. And Kenny, Dave, and, Dan, and Don did a fabulous job uh, with that with that broadcast. And... I hear what you're saying about Shesterkin, but he's not been, you know, yeah, we'll give him the credit. We'll, we'll give him the idea about the um, about the sun in the eyes, but he's kind of played like that sometimes even when the sun, even indoors. So he's got to get better on his game. And you're right. It's exactly right. It is 100000 for the winners, and it is k for the losers. 1-800-919-3776. Jamie's in Jersey. What's up, Jamie? Hey, hey, Larry, how you doing? Thank you for taking right. the call. Good evening. Um, I want to start by saying I'm not the biggest basketball fan at all. Okay. But what I have noticed is that towards the end of the games is when you do get a little bit of defense. So they kind of towards the end of the game. I was thinking maybe kept making it a, a point cap where the first team to get to 100 um, is the team that wins. So maybe in the beginning you get a little bit of the showboating, the dunks, the three points from half court. But once it starts getting a little closer in the 70s and the 80s, you might start seeing the team start to pick up the defense a little bit because they want to be the first ones to 100. And also, it doesn't take them that long to get to 100. So maybe we can even shorten the games because so, not people are watching anyway, uh, watching anyway. Jamie, thanks for the phone call. In the first half last night, the East had 104 points. That's why they went and they all said it. That's why they thought they could get to 200 because they had 100 at halftime. 100. Over 100 points at the half. So, Jamie, that's not going to work. You're already doing that. Jerry's in Jersey. What's up, Jerry? Hello, Larry. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I was at MetLife last night, and they did a great job. They they had the teams come in on fire trucks and the old-time uh, police cars. Mm-hmm. It was a great, great night. All right, so uh, I think I have a solution to this. It's going to come down to money. Okay. Uh, like the NFL does with their cleats. They they uh, decorate their cleats to honor their charities. They could do the same thing with uh, their sneakers. They could put the patch right on their heart, on their jersey, and the winning team gets uh, twice as much money for their charity as the losing team, and the players could promote their charities before the game. I think it's a win-win for everyone. All right, Jerry. Thanks for the phone call. Um, some of them do that now with their sneakers. I saw some folks during uh, on All Star Saturday night had some decoration on their on their footwear. Uh, some of them do that now. I, that could help, but once again, I'm just trying to get them to be more competitive. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get them to to take this, you know, a little more seriously. I understand it's a game. I understand it's an All Star game. I understand it's an exhibition. I, I just I'm just tired of seeing people running up and down the court like like there's nobody else on the court. Go back and look at the fourth quarter. Well, I'm sorry, but go back and look at the fourth quarter last night. Carl Anthony Towns was running the floor like he was in the gym by himself. There's nobody there. He's doing dunks, going between his legs, around the back. He's having the ball. Lonnie's in Harlem. What's up, Lonnie? Larry, 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 how are we doing? Chantel, Jolio, company, how are we doing? Just wanted to call in and, uh, you know, give my one-two on this. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wyoming Nets that mm-hmm. Jolio cheers for. Unfortunately, the All-Star game is as bad as Sean Marks picking a, a coach. That's how bad it's been on both ends of the spectrum. I'm trying to bring everything together that you spoke about. I see the what Nets you're doing. In the All-Star game. It's just been bad. I mean, they can't. He can't seem to pick a coach correctly. He had the right coach, then he let the, you know, let the players kick, kick, kick uh, that coach out, Kenny. But then, you know, let's talk about this All Star game. Last night was just 
like you just said, it was like watching a, a giraffe run up and down the court with Carl Anthony Towns with the basketball. I mean, what are we doing? There's absolutely no defense. And then people's over here, you know, people's calling and saying, oh, give them incentives and things of that nature. They already get paid. Why mm-hmm. are you paying them even more to play the sport that they play? Like, come on, they supposed to be out there putting on a show for the fans, not putting on a show for each other. And then the fact that you got Dame Lillard pulling up from half court and it seems to be cool, like, that lets you know right there that they didn't take the game seriously. Like, what are we doing? You, you pulling up from half court? And making and it. Steph Curry. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you know, don't get me wrong. It was, it was you know, once or twice, it's, you know, it's a spectacle. It's nice. Ooh. You know, ooh, ha. But then it's like you're doing it multiple times mm-hmm. and Curry starts doing it. It's like, yo, like, I, I understood if you – I don't I don't think he played the clip from Adam, Adam, Adam Silver yet when he, you know, handed the, the trophy order over to Embiid mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, to um, Giannis. But it's just like you can hear the disdain he in his happy. voice. He said – you can hear it in his voice. He said, well, I mean, your guy scored the most points. Take this trophy for embarrassing me. Like, yeah. I, Listen, Larry, like I said, the All-Star game, and Jose said it earlier, it, it has not had any intensity since the Kobe days, since that Stephon Murray, um, Kobe, and uh, Allen Iverson game. I forgot it was, I think, in 2004 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the last time it really came down to any intensity. Or... When or the last one when Kobe blocked LeBron, that was the last time it really had any juice and feel to it. Like, it, I don't really know what the NBA could do to get back to it, but honestly, at this point, the best part of All Star Weekend is the three point shootout. No and I, I kind of have a suggestion on that. I mm-hmm. think they should do a big man's three point shootout so that way we can also have the mm. best big man three point shooter, and then we can also like they could just do it with the small forwards, the guards. And then, obviously, to me, the Sabrina thing with Steph Curry was excellent. Was. We had a caller earlier on the um, – sorry to be chewing up a lot of time, but we had a caller earlier on with Barton Highway with Pat O'Keefe and, um, and Bart. And he kind of, like, made a, an ass out of himself talking about, oh, because she has smaller hands, they allowed her to use the female oh, basketball and things of that nature. What do you – I mean, I, hello? <laughs> she played to win the game, Lonnie. Oh. <laughs> She played to win the game, and she shot from the three-point, the NBA three-point spot. It's the bottom line. She shot the same distance as Steph did. Same distance. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN.